What's going on? This is a special occasion. This is very special. Um, this will be episode one, if you've been paying attention, on the TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. We have new digs, as if Stefan and Trayvon had a little brother. New digs. Inside. <laughs> Welcome. I like how you inside. Hey, hey, that's how we do it now. We're we, we different. Welcome to Inside the Huddle. This is the new show. The boys are still in the building. It's a whole new vibe right now. We've been trying, we've been holding back on this for a minute. Um, it's finally here. We're gonna get it cracking. Um, fellas, how y'all doing? You know what it is, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Inside the Huddle, man. This is something that we've been trying to uh, put together for y'all for the longest time, so we're really, really excited. It's your boy, Moolage. I'm back better than ever. How you guys doing, man? Oh, man, you already know. It's Friday. Thank goodness. Actually, I take that back. It's not even Friday. It is Friday up in this motherfucker because, man, <laughs> it is a football Friday. You know what it is. Mr. GQ is live and in the building, so let's get it cracking. Let's get it cracking. Um, this is not how we wanted to open up um, our first episode here at Inside the Huddle, but so we're going to open it up this way um, with the passing of a legend. The GOAT himself, Jim Brown, um, has passed on. Um, it happened late last night. Um, natural causes from what I, from everything that I read. Um, he was, it was a peaceful thing, but he's gone. Um, I got introduced to Jim Brown personally through um, my uncle, who was a running back back in his, well, during the Jim Brown days. Um, and uh, it kind of, it brought me back to, to a little kid watching Jim Brown highlights. And, um, you know, most people probably know him from movies and stuff like that. They don't know him as the football player, Jim Brown, but um, was the beast at Syracuse, beast with the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, man. So it's, it's a, it's, it hits a little different today. But um, give me your feelings uh, on Mr. Jim Brown individually. All right, man. Um, so when I was first introduced to uh, Jim Brown, it was actually young. Um, I was actually in school and we were watching a, a documentary about uh, Ernie Davis. Um, <clears throat> rest in peace to uh, young Ernie yep. Davis. Um, and about, you know, his story and everything like that, about, how, you know, how he was at Syracuse and how the great Jim Brown was at Syracuse. So, um, you know, as a young kid, you know, you start to go to the YouTubes and you start to look up, you know, these highlights and, when I seen that man run, it was literally life changing. Like it was like I understood why they called him Mr. Cleveland, the Mr. Cleveland Brown. Bro. Like he was dynamic in the way he ran, so hard, powerful. Like it, and he can catch it out the backfield. Like you can give mm -hmm. it to him at any point in time, bro. Like and he had that breakaway speed that was like no other. His college days was probably cheating. Right. Because all you have to do is give him the ball and it's like move out of the way, bro. You're not going to stop this man, bro. Like it was absolutely insane, dog. And just looking at his measurables, right? 6'2, 232, bro. Back then. Back then. 6'2, 232. Come on, bro. And the man ran like and I, a truck. Yep. And he, and he ran like a Ford. I would say like a. 
a high four three, low four yeah, four. It was, yeah, it was about it was a good uh from well, of course, you know, back then we didn't clock yeah. the way we clock now, but um from my understanding, it was about a four three four, mm-hmm. give or take. Like that was that was what most of the stuff that I've that I've looked into. So like I don't I don't have the personal connection like you do, Mel, and you know, we you know, we 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 were a lot younger when all this went down. But Right. I'm a big I'm a big history guy. Like I'm a big history guy. So I grew up watching a lot of ESPN classic because I didn't get to see a lot of these these phenomenal players that we that we talk about because I wasn't born. I was born in 89. So I missed out on a lot of great players that were playing at their peak, you know, before I was born. So Telly I say Claire, that because good, when bro. I was yeah. So when I was first introduced to to Jim Brown, obviously from being Claire, being the ripe old age of 33, Claire. I saw him in a lot of movies and I was like, man, who is this guy? You know, but then as I watched more and more stuff on ESPN Classic, finally they started talking about Jim Brown. And then oh. I was like, who is this guy? Let me take a look. And I was like, just blown away. Like, that's the crazy thing about these, these old school NFL players. Not, And I'm not saying old as in like they're old, but like Jim Brown is one of those guys that could translate into any generation and be. Yeah, he's, he's like, a football player. I'm telling you right now, like, like everything we see from like, from like Derrick Henry and all that stuff now, bro, Jim Brown was like that plus, plus more speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you weren't stopping him, and this is at a time when the rules were way different too. Like you could, you could. No. This has been Gator. You could still Gator roll, but good luck. That man had them big ass legs. You wasn't Gator rolling him anyway. But because exactly. he was gonna just drag you, he's gonna drag you fifteen yep. yards in the end zone. Like it was gonna. Yeah, I don't know what a Gator roll is. Like, Please this, go look up. Gator I'm trying roll. to tell you, like this man was. <laughs> this man will stiff arm you into your bench, playing with him, or, he'll just, or he'll just flatline you straight up. Like straight up. Like, and he was elusive. That was the thing about it. Like his 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 open field cuts were absolutely crazy. Like if 100%. you go back and look, his footwork was out of this world. At and yep. it's because at that time, you got to think about it. Like people do all the ladders and they would do all the crazy footwork drills and the Mister Footwork King, all the stuff like that. They wasn't doing all that stuff back in the day. And just looking, nope. at, just, they just go out there they and don't. play football. And just looking at yep. his work and looking at and just looking at his elusive his, his agility, man. Oh just just it, put him put him nowadays with the massive advancements in the fitness industry and the health and the training we use now. Like, first of all, yeah. I yeah. can imagine so, him in the weight room. That man was probably an ox in the weight room. Oh yeah, and just kind of saying with his footwork, the one thing you didn't want to do, step on his bunion. <laughs> Look, it's uh, look, go watch. Look, you'll get the joke if you go watch. No. I'm gonna get you sucked up. That's all I'm gonna say. Facts. That's big facts. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is. But rest in peace to. to I'm I'm out of there. Yeah. Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Rest in peace. We'll 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 do something to honor Mr. Jim Brown at a at a later date here on Inside the Huddle because he's well deserving of that. Um. So we will celebrate him on this show. That's for sure. Uh, shout out to shout out to his family. Um, and I know a lot of people are, um, you know, aware of his activism work uh, within the black community. So shout out to that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, proactive and really proactive in uh, the black community and activism. So uh, shout out to Jim Brown, man. Definitely. Uh, yeah, no, big time. And then shout out to the chat. I know we ain't, we ain't dropped no, uh, none of the chats on the screen yet. We had to kind of take care of a you know bit of a serious moment, if you will. Uh, and then and now we can you know kind of. Get, get yeah. back to our, as we'll say, uh, yeah. regularly scheduled program. What up, man? Yes. Best so, uh, shout out to you, Yolo. You only live once. Appreciate you for stopping by. Shout out to everybody in the chat. But you guys know why we are here. It is time to get get this get the dice rolling here. Um, 
It's time to the get into it. Episode one was titled I Took It Personal. And um that personally. If you watch the last dance, shout out to me. I took friend. that personally. Right. Yeah. So um we're gonna start it off with uh the guy who uh was the inspiration for today's show, one Devontae Adams. Name to inside um, Devontae Adams, appreciate you, boy. Yeah. Um so Apparently, there, there there was a little chatter before he left Green Bay about how um, Aaron Rodgers may have made him. And we had this conversation. That's why you need to pay attention. We are ahead of things before they happen. We had the conversation about who deserves more credit, quarterback or wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And apparently, this was a, a, a sore spot for Mr. Devontae because people thought that Aaron Rodgers was the reason he was who he was. So making, you know, an all-pro this season with the Raiders and arguably, in my opinion, had his best season as a pro last season. Um, so he felt that he needed that to kind of validate his space uh, amongst the great wide receivers in the NFL. To you guys, I say, is he validated or this is – just a blip on the radar. Well, I mean, everybody should – I feel like everybody should be quiet at this point when talking about Devontae Adams because if you want to sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers was responsible for his seasons and his breakout seasons or whatever the case may be or him being or him being the best receiver of the league, I challenge you to go look at just last season with him and Derek Carr and how everybody slandered Derek Carr and he still had one of the best, if not his best career season. So we can't sit here and say that a quarterback made him and then he goes to a whole different team with the, with with from what everybody says a, a substantially worse quarterback, and he still does the same exact thing. That doesn't make any sense. There's no logic in that. Yeah, when you're when your numbers translate from one team to another, and they don't have a drastic dip, clearly it was not the quarterback, because we can do the same thing when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins. How many quarterbacks did he go through in Houston? But look at his numbers. Right. I mean, we've seen this before. Look at Andre Johnson. Same concept. Went through a whole bunch of different quarterbacks. But look at his numbers. Larry Fitzgerald. How many quarterbacks he go through in Arizona? But look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. Like, like, I hate to say it like this, but numbers don't lie. Yeah, and and this is why we have the conversation. This is a football show. Not a show centered around football. There's a difference. We know what we're talking about. This is why we had the conversation about who deserves the credit and we can break down. There's a different caliber wide receiver and there is a different caliber of quarterback. So you can shift the percentage of who gets the most credit based on what you're dealing with. When you're dealing with the supreme talent that Devontae Adams is, he's going to produce no matter where he goes. Yep. He's, he's going to be that guy. Now we get, but now we get to see the other side of that with Mr. Aaron Rodgers. We're taking him from Green Bay. He's going to the Jets. Let's see what happens. And you can even look at it from last year. Aaron Rodgers, everybody said that the, the separation of the two, Aaron Rodgers looked substantially worse. Mm-hmm. Like 
they didn't make the playoffs. The 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 everybody wanted to blame all, all the problems that they had on the defense when it was Aaron Rodgers and he was complaining, oh, I, oh my receivers this, my receivers that, and well, you didn't play through preseason, you didn't practice with the receivers, so how are you supposed to develop any chemistry with them? Yeah, you took decided to take a va- extended vacation in the off season, but if you quote unquote made Devontae Adams, why couldn't you make Romeo Dobbs? Why couldn't you make Alan Lazard? Why couldn't you make the other? What's the other rookie receiver you had? Um, I'm missing the speedster that scored like a, basically scored a touchdown damn near every time he touched the ball. Um, uh, oh, um, Watson, Christian not Watson, Watson. Um, Christian Watson. Watson, yeah, yeah. Christian Watson. Christian Watson. So, yeah. what, what about what about those guys? Which I yeah, to quote to quote Jay Z, even though I make Mullins mad with this, we don't quote Jay Z. You say you made hole. Let's see you make another hole. Hey, like this is what this is what Aaron Rodgers was supposed to do, and he didn't do. it. So we get we're we're gonna see just how because I like I said I believe we have a we have a motivated Devontae Adams here in Las Vegas. I think this coming season may be better than his last. Yeah. The the question becomes what kind of a motivated Aaron Rodgers do we have or not have? Because right. I've been on the record saying what I've said about Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is all he's cracked up to be, but that I might be on that island by myself, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna get there too. Yeah, like well, we're gonna get yeah, hell, we're gonna get there later. Yeah, exactly. We, we definitely gonna get to that later. Speaking on um, Devontae Adams, I know there was a lot of reports going around that him and the offense um, or the head coach wasn't seeing eye to eye. So, um, which rightfully so. I mean, you bring in this 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 guy. Um, mainly, he mainly goes there not only because he wanted to play there since he was a kid, but because his best friend's there, and then you ship his best friend off, and then you say that you're gonna uh, bring him in on decisions on the direction of the offense and you know say he's yet to be consulted or if he has been consulted you go the complete opposite way so of course there's going to be frustration within your star receiver who came here to play with somebody that you guys shipped off and then you guys said that you guys were going to take his input into consideration and you guys don't so there's a lot of consideration that has to be uh going around that i know that Devontae probably uh i know there's a lot of money tied into that contract into that situation and that he might be uh, looking to be on the outs, but hey, you never know. But that's something big to, yeah, I, you know, to pay attention to. I think, I think, I think this, that's what I said last week. I think this is the make or break season on whether the Raiders get to keep Devontae Adams moving forward or Josh McDaniels. Everything or Josh McDaniels. Like a lot, a lot is riding on this coming season. A lot. At least in my opinion, I could, I could be completely wrong, but I just think a lot is really. It's going to weigh heavy on this organization this coming season. Well, I, I think it has to, honestly. And I think with – especially with Josh McDaniel's case because you take a team that made the playoffs and they don't make the playoffs when you're under the helm and then you ship basically everybody off. You don't address the real needs of the team. And so now it's like you're under the spotlight, bro. You haven't had a good coaching pass. What you're doing now is very, very questionable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are that have been calling for your job since week four of, of last season. So you're definitely on the spotlight. And I understand that the Raiders situation is unique because there's a lot of money tied up into Josh McDaniels and they don't really have a lot of money to play around with in regards to getting a new coach. But no, and, and it, let's you know, and here's the problem too. The to problems the problems for the Raiders probably started with that Arizona loss. Oh, definitely. Because they, oh, had yeah. no bin- they had no business losing that game, first Absolutely. of all. And then let's forget, they had a losing record in one-score games last year. They lost, I believe, all their overtime games last year, which is 
just unheard of. But then, you know, we, we continue to highlight that, you know, they shipped off Derek Carp. They also shipped off Darren Waller, which means defenses can now focus on you because I'm not worried about Hunter Renfro beating me over the top. Like he might beat me in the middle sometime, but he's not going to be he's not going to be the reason the Raiders win a game. Not not the sole reason. Absolutely. Not. No. So yeah. what else do you have? Yeah, you have Josh Jacobs. But again, you have you. I can I can I can adjust my defense to slow down a running back and one receiver. I will let yes. you. I will literally leave. I will leave the. I will leave a part of the thirds open so you throw to Hunter Renfro on purpose, and I will tackle his well, ass where I need to tackle. <laughs> well, this is why the the, the shitload of tight ends that they have now. So, well, yeah, this is why the this is why the the acquisitions of of uh, Michael Mayer coming in, Austin Hooper. Who's the other tight end? They brought another one in. Um. It's another one that's fairly good, but I can't remember who it is. Yeah. OJ Howard. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is Josh McDaniels is going to recreate the 2010 Patriots when we ran the two teams. Right. Because I did because didn't they bring in didn't work because Darren Waller was was uh, was unhealthy. Because didn't um didn't they bring in Nelson Aguilar too? Uh, yes, because he did. I don't. He signed somewhere. I know he's not with yeah, the Patriots he signed anymore. Somewhere else, but I know. Yeah, he's not with the Raiders anymore. They brought. But him he's also he was with he was with the Raiders before. I don't know if they brought him back again. This will be his second. They put, with him. Right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna to definitely go back and double check. So there was a couple. There's a. There's another Patriot receiver that came. Oh. Oh no! They they got um. Uh, what's his uh, face? The one I wanted him to keep. Wow. Um, this is what happened when you have long work days, J- ladies and gentlemen. Not, it's not, it's Jacoby, Myers. Jacoby, Myers. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers. I wanted us to keep yes. him, and we did not sign him for some reason, unbeknownst to yeah. me. Yeah. But whatever. You know, but um, we'll see. Like, that's why I said a lot of it's going – a lot. this season is going to weigh heavy on the future of Josh McDaniels. It's going to. Yeah. And um, and the ability for, you know, to raise the hold on to Devontae Adams. And, was, and, you know, there's also rumors lurking. The Raiders are one of the teams looking at to bring in D Hop if they're what if they could split his contract down the middle with the Cardinals. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, mm. I know that Marcus Peters recently visited visited and Marcus. He did, right. yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I remember we, we talked about that in the in in the chat uh, before we'll there. We'll see. And then um, problems of the defense in any player way shape or form, but yeah. Um, the Saquon Barkley situation in New York is. Oddly uh, intriguing to me. I didn't think I would get too much into it. Uh, so apparently Saquon Barkley turned down two deals that the Giants had offered. One was kind of okay where I guess his base salary moving forward would be about $14 million. Right now it's at $10 million, um, which isn't bad until you start to look at these numbers. Okay, so wrote these down. Right now... Uh, Christian McCaffrey um, per year as a running back has the most amount of money, $16 million a year. Do you know who the next three running backs are and how much they make? Mm, Is one of them Nick Chubb? Yeah, I want to say one is Nick Chubb. Nope. My next guess is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, yes. Yeah, because I knew Dalvin got a nice little head from the payday. See, the Alvin Kamara is the third. Yes. It will, these are the next three running backs that 
make that make fifteen million dollars a year. Alvin Kamara, yeah. the recently cut Ezekiel Elliott, but I think the Cowboys are going to bring him back after they restructure his deal. It's between the Cowboys and, and the Bucks. I was looking it up earlier. Yeah, he's even yeah. with the with Cowboys or the Bucks right now. And um and Dalvin Cook at fifteen million dollars a year. Hmm. This is where it gets absolutely ridiculous for me. At $12 million a year, you have these running backs. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon. Yep. Okay. Arguably the top four running backs in the NFL. Outside of Christian McCaffrey. Interesting. I think think Saquon really deserves it. I ain't going to lie to you, especially considering – the Giants have yet. Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to ask. Where do you guys – where do you rank Saquon Barkley and where do you think he should be monetarily with these guys that I just mentioned? I think he's – as far as ranking, I think he's around three or four, um, depending on how Jonathan Taylor plays, honestly, on the Colts. Um because right now, for me, I got. Chubb. So you're saying Saquon is a top five running back in the NFL? Oh, absolutely. When when healthy, absolutely. Because okay. right now, I got Chubb, Henry. It's a toss up between really Saquon and Josh Jacobs, and then it kind of rounds out with uh, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, running backs like that. But um, yeah, I I think I would say. So you don't even have. So you don't even have CMC as a top five. Oh, no, I have CMC running like around six or seven. Uh, he gets hurt too much for me, honestly. Um, I, when I when I say running back, I I, I, I mean running back. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you the ball. Like, I, 20, 25 touches. I can't get CMC 20, 25 touches a game. I'm sorry. It's, he's not going to last me for the whole season. And I need you to last me the whole season to bring him your running back. Um, That's interesting, but you got Saquon Barkley in the top five. Oh, absolutely, because a healthy Saquon Barkley, I know for sure. If if I if he can stay, if I, if I know, I know he went with that that knee injury. But as far as knickknack injuries and ankle and shin and hand and all the stuff like that, I'm not going to get that from Saquon. Like I know he's going to play through all that. And he's not going to give a shit. But with CMC, we had this conversation before. Yeah. I believe a healthy Christian McCaffrey is better than a healthy Saquon Barkley. I don't know. I can't take that. I can't take that. I've been watching. I've been watching both since college, and barring that knee injury, that's been the only knock for me is on CMC is that he can't consistently stay healthy. Right? It's always oh he's banged up here. It's a ankle here, and I get it. Running back is a is a physical position. That's why I refuse to, to play it. Right? Hmm. But it's uh, we we we. I mean, I, you you you. you uh, I, I see that. I mean. There's, there's, a, there's, there's some hair splitting going on here. I mean, I'm yeah, no, nah, this because I, uh, I I love my I love my body too much. Okay, I like contact, but I'm not. That's why I stopped playing linebacker. Okay, I just knew. Hey, I'm not. Mm, nah, nah. I'm trying. I'm trying to walk when I'm 45. All right. Okay, but l- l- let's see what GQ is before I, I go in. Let's let's see what GQ is. All right, so. I'm on a slightly different spectrum from from Mr. Moolid. I I have Saquon outside the top five for the same reason. It's the health issue because your 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 argument actually validates my argument because running backs must be healthy. And 
realistically, if you just take the last, let's say five years, really we've had two running backs who've had a somewhat consistent track record as far as health goes, and that's Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. Yes, we know Derrick Henry had the whole the Liz Frank thing, but prior to that and then even after that, Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry have been essentially the two healthiest running backs we've had in football. And Nick Chubb literally gets 17, 18, 19 touches a game. He leans on you. He is like the quietest 100-yard rusher I've ever seen. Yeah, that's why he's but I love, But I love that about his game yeah, because you don't even realize it. He's kind of like, here's my equivalent, and this might sound crazy. Nick Chubb is the Nikola Jokic of football. He will quietly yeah, put up stats that you don't see coming. No, that's because that's right. All of a sudden, it's the fourth quarter, you know, Browns are down, but then all of a sudden Chubb has 120 yards. Like, where the hell did these 120 yards come from? Because he yeah. doesn't catch passes. They don't yeah. even throw to him. He is a traditional running back. Right. So as far as where I have say, I have him outside the top five. I just do. I just I don't I don't have a problem. He realist if I'm them, I had no problem with the Giants offering him that 14 million dollar contract because that's damn near more than he deserves given the injury history. Because he's starting right. to get up there in age. So if I pay him, if I pay him 16 million now for the sake of this discussion, and I've got maybe two-ish, maybe two healthy seasons left of him, is that investment worth it long term? For the if Giants, I, a, I would say no. I was gonna say for the Giants, no. For a for a contender, I absolutely for, would do it. Yeah, because right. you need to have a bona fide running back to get over the hump, whatever those contending teams like. If he would have went to a team like the Eagles. I'd have, I'd have been fine. Or if he went to the Chiefs, I'd have rolled with it. If he went to the Chargers, I'd have been down with the Chargers situation because we don't know it's climbing with Austin Eckler. But if he just goes to any run – if he went to the Texans, that's a that's a bad move. Bad move. Like, bad it, move. It's, very, it will be very, it's very similar to the Albert Hainsworth deal. Like, it just wouldn't make sense. Given so the we got to – that's what we got to do. We're gonna, we're gonna bring him down for Hainsworth. Dude. I'm not trying to, but he played for my Patriots too, man. Don't act like we didn't pay him a lot of money too. Shit, we we all got burnt up. Oh, leave things alone, man. Oh my but, gosh. But, but but that that's where I'm at with him. I have him outside my top five. What, what, what's the you, Mr. Mill? Um, yes, I have Saquon. Now, if we're gonna talk health wise, yes, Saquon is a top five running back. But if we're gonna talk realistically, no. He's right outside of that top five. Um, if I'm the Giants, I don't pay him because he, me paying him oh, top really running back, me paying him top running back money doesn't help us in the long term. It just doesn't. So the 14 is about right, I would say, for him. I would say it's, I mean, because I'm looking at, because if, if the argument is Derrick Henry only makes 12 million, well, he's grossly underpaid. Agreed. Like, like that's like he's grossly underpaid. So I'm not I'm not going to use that as well. Derrick Henry's only getting paid twelve, so we can't pay Saquon twelve. No, that's ridiculous. So, but then you can justify paying Ezekiel Elliott fifteen. No, you can't. It's ridiculous because no, he only because he only had two good seasons. Right. So I believe him around fourteen and a half million dollars a year. Would be right on ball, would be right on par on where a guy like him should be. For me, anyway, if I'm the if I'm the New York Giants and I'm talking to him, I'm like, look, if our next step is to be a consistent playoff team and a hopeful championship contender, I can't pay you sixteen million dollars, bro. I can't. 
We got to fix this offensive line. We got to find a wide receiver. Like, we got a lot of things we got to do before I can pay you $16 million. And that's the thing about it. It's, it's, it's just we have to be smart about our situation, right? We don't have a receiver. We just paid Daniel Jones stupidly for $140 million. And our, our offensive line is still questionable. Our defense is probably the best part of our team. So mm-hmm. realistically, thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you are in some people's eyes a top five. And, yeah, you should be paid like a top five in some people's eyes. But at the same time, that's not going to help us win, right? You looking for a payday isn't going to help us win. It's the same thing if he, went to, if he was to go to the Texans or if he was to go to the Cardinals, wherever the case may be, one of these weak teams. It's like, yeah, you can go out and look for a payday, but that payday isn't going to help you guys win. You're just going to make a lot of fucking money and probably run for a lot of yards, but you're going to be out mm-hmm. of the with that get that year. So that's yep. just on the Giants' behalf to offer him the low and be like, yeah, well, this is what we're going to offer you because we, we still need to go out and try to get a receiver so we can compete. We were in the playoffs against the Eagles last year. And, yeah, we did get the, our doors blown off. But if we have a receiver, who knows what happens, right? If we if we, if we we have a, a running back that can stay healthy in, in the playoffs and, and we go through, who knows what happens, right, any given Sunday. So it's – I understand where he's coming from. Like, yeah, you deserve the money, right? Like, get what you're worth. But at the same time, the Giants are smart. They're like, yeah, no, we're we're trying to compete, bro. Like, we know where we're mm-hmm. at, and we're we need to make that we need to make that push. Yeah, and then that he's in the same situation as DeAndre Hopkins is right now, where yes, your value might be high to someone who really wants to pay it, but where you are. We can't do that because it doesn't help us none. It's and not smart. Yeah. And then like with DeAndre Hopkins, I saw there are there's five teams that are really interested in D Hop, but a lot of them want to either split his deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Like the like uh Buffalo and New England would make the trade if the Cardinals would pick up some of that money. I think he would be amazing in both places. And I think maybe probably the missing piece with the Bills to get them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. What's his what's what's D Hop's current cap hit? His current cap hit is twenty three million. This season. Okay. So I'm gonna put my GM hat on, and this is if I'm the Bills or the Patriots. This is, I would I would make the trade happen. I would I wouldn't worry about the contract right off rip. I would as long as he agrees to a restructured contract, I'd be fine because I can justify paying him 19 over the next three seasons, True. but not over like five. Because, because okay, I'll tell you right, his he has a two years two years left on his deal. Okay, 19 and a half this year, basically 15 next year. I don't think neither. I don't think either of those cap numbers are insanely bad. They're not because given his, given DeAndre Hopkins' numbers, if I'm the Bills and like you already said, if I'm one receiver away, you you tell me you can't take a 19 and a 15 million dollar cap hit over the next. You could now if you want to play a different game because we see NFL teams do this all the time. Take some of that money, convert it to a signing bonus, and get it off your books. Right? Can I drop DeAndre Hopkins' 19 million dollar cap hit this year to let's say 12? Mm-hmm. Give him, give him, okay. a, give him a sign, give him the bonus, and then next year, can I do the same and drop his cap hit to about eight, seven, or eight million, and give him a bonus, or can I spread it out and extend him another year? And take here's your, 
Go for it. Keep your keep your GM hat on. I'm with you. Would you do Would you do this? Because I I was reading some of the articles and they were talking about the how the Odell Beckham um, contract is what's kind of holding it up. If you're the Bills, or if you're the Bills Chiefs, there's another team, but I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold that one back because th that one probably makes the most sense and probably makes them the prohibited Super Bowl team. But I'm gonna hold that one on the back. Would you be willing to pay D Hop fifteen million dollars guaranteed to bring him to your team? Paying fifteen million. Meaning, meaning yeah. you're gonna get. Meaning you're gonna give him fifteen million guaranteed. The other four will be the cap hit or the Cardinals eat that, or y'all split the fifteen. However you want to do it. But if you're the Chiefs and the Bills, given you want to win that Super Bowl, the Chiefs want to go back to back. Whatever it may be, are you willing to up put that money up front on the line? Let's bring this dude in. No hesitation. I'm moving some. I'm moving some contracts around. Yep. I'm making because my entire job as a general manager is to bring in the best talent to help my head coach and coordinators be successful. If a guy like D Hop wants out of a terrible situation, and yes, okay, fifteen million is a lot, but let's play the numbers game again. When you talk about the last 10 years, how many receivers are you taking over D-Hop? Exactly. No. Play that game. Because go. the only one right now that, that really is not was is not still playing up to that level is Julio Jones because of age and injuries. Yep. D-Hop's situation was he was suspended for some enhancement situations. But as far as health goes, yeah. D-Hop's been fairly healthy for a receiver for most of his career. Yep. So now, if I'm the Bills, I'm absolutely considering that. Definitely. And I will and I give have, you. I have, yeah, and I have no problem cutting a couple of receivers on the back end mm -hmm. because he's mm -hmm. worth three guys that are not Stephon Diggs and um, Gabriel Davis. Production wise, he's worth three of those guys, like three of those that are not those two I just named. Okay, I'll give you the third team, and you tell me if this makes them a Super Bowl. I think this makes them a Super Bowl champion. I don't even think I'm going past contender. I'm saying. They literally wipe out all the curses that was put upon this franchise mm. and all of the all of the dark days that were upon them. What are you talking about over there? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is on record saying he spoke to D Hop and wants D Hop in Cleveland. Hmm. If you put his Super Bowl champ. I would do this if I am if I am the Cleveland Browns. Kareem Hunt wants out anyway. Okay. I get rid of Kareem Hunt. They he's part of my back anyway. Yep. He's part of my trade package to go back to Cleveland. I mean, back to the Cardinals to get to bring in D Hop. Because if I don't, I don't need Kareem Hunt at that point. I really don't. No. I have Nick Chubb. I have Elijah Moore, D Hop, and Omari Cooper. And Donovan Peoples Jones. Yep. And Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones and to David go Njoku. with David and Joku to go with that defense. Yeah. I'm going all in right now if I'm Cleveland. And I and, hold nothing yeah. back. Here's right off right out the gate. I would I would even okay, if so I'm Deshaun yeah. Watson, I'm like, look, I will give you some money back. 
they're restructuring his contract. Like, like I 100% would restructure if I know I can bring him in because obviously this man got like 250 mil fully guaranteed. Hey, look, I would, and this is just me because I'm the way my mind operates. I don't give a shit about, I, I do give a shit, but I don't at the same time. Like, yeah, I got my money. Cool. I would literally, I would restructure and I would give up 50 mil out of my 250 guaranteed to bring in D hop well, because I know what I have with D hop and Amari Cooper one. Uh, and two, I also have that much familiarity with D hop. And you built that. it last and you built chemistry yeah. last year with Amari. And, and then the three, which is arguably the most important part is now you have Deshaun Watson a full year into the offense. Now he finally has had an off season. You got training camp coming up. You got all this stuff coming up. I absolutely could do that. I would do it because I'm, I would I'm, do it in a heartbeat. I want I want one of them big, beautiful, fat ass rings. I want one. I want to be able to take the top off and see the football field inside my shit. Like I want one of those. And right. if anybody that can do it, Deshaun and we, me and um, me and me and uh, Micah, it's me and DJ Micah, me had talked about this before too. I was like, listen, I was like, Deshaun Watson is one of the few quarterbacks that his entire skill set translated over to the NFL seamlessly. Because he was already a ready-made quarterback, and it's because we and we had talked about that draft, that draft in particular. We knew Patrick Mahomes was good. We know he's going to be what he was now, but we knew what Deshaun Watson was because simply because of the defenses that they played. Like we always talk about that in college. That's how you can really kind of figure out things about quarterbacks. Some things, like if you played in the Big Twelve and played mostly Big Twelve defenses, cool, you can score a lot of points against. Slightly above average talent. Let's play that game. Yeah. SEC defenses, Big Ten defenses. All right. Now you you playing with some dogs now. ACC, if you yeah. want to, certain teams, if you want to play that game. Deshaun Watson played against the Alabama Crimson Tide in the national championship game, where Twice. seven of those players on that defense were drafted in the same draft that he yeah. was drafted in. And he yeah. beat them in the red zone on a speed out to Hunter Renfro, who plays oh, currently for the Vegas Raiders. That man yeah. can easily take a team to the Super Bowl without question and win it. There's a uh-huh. lot of teams where you could take that quarterback away and put Deshaun there and that team wins the Super Bowl type of situation. Well, all you got to do is go back and look at the last year he played with Houston. He led the league in passing. I don't think anybody understands that. He led the league he in passing. He led the league passing. Team. You couldn't name their receiving core. Like, they were terrible. That's true. Like, because D-Hop was gone. Yeah. Like I think Will Fuller was his most experienced running receiver at that time, and Will he was Fuller in was Miami out of the lineup. He was in Miami in his last year. He was, was at the, oh, that was the Jeremy Tunsil deal, wasn't it? He was already gone. Yep. Yeah, that was the part of the Jeremy Tunsil deal. You sure yep. right? It was. That's how crazy. Like that's how talented Deshaun Watson is. And, and like you know, that's how yeah, like we we forget how great, not even good, how great he is. One, look at the numbers in Houston. When when do you yeah. think Houston's gonna ever draft a quarterback that's in their first six years is gonna put up the numbers that Deshaun did? Because it ain't the quarter, current quarterback they draft. I'm saying that right now, absolutely not. Oh yeah, no. no. Like, and I'm not I'm no. not knocking him, but Deshaun Watson is a is damn near a once in a generation type of a quarterback. Yeah, like the build, the athleticism, the arm, the accuracy. Like, if he would have been in a similar similar situation to Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, he would have an MVP right now. But I would tell you this, maybe two right players. now. I'd say this right now. If they don't destroy the Houston Texans offense the way that they did, we would not be talking Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It would be yeah. Mahomes and Watson. Well, yeah, because and not to mention the games that they play him and Mahomes played against each other. Yeah, I was gonna say like, Deshaun held his own with lesser talent. Yes, yes. 
Yes, Deshaun had yep. the, Deshaun had the Chiefs down big yep. at yep. halftime one year. They were down 20, 24-3. In the playoffs, mind you. If it yeah. wasn't yep. for the heroics of play calling of Andy Reid and that Look, defense literally not even that, if the ball. Texans would have just had an, a slightly above average defense, <laughs> they'd have beat the Chiefs. But they had a trash yeah. defense. Their defense was like ranked number 28th or 29th at that time. Yeah. Like they were they terrible. Had- and even a, a twenty ranked defense. Yes, if they had the twentieth ranked defense, I feel like they could have made it. They win that one game. stop, one stop, one, one interception, stop, yep. one big key sack on third down. Something would have changed the entire landscape of the history of the NFL, really and truly. But honestly, that's yep. how good. But that's how good Deshaun Watson is. If you take him, I look. I would stake money on this. So your goat, Troy. If you're listening, clip it. If you were to take Deshaun Watson and plug him onto the Los Angeles Chargers, they would be in contention for a Super Bowl right now with that receiving core and those running backs. Stake it. They would probably win one considering. Hey, first of all, we're not going to talk about my man Justin Herbert like he's trash. No, no, no. It's not a slight. It's not a slight. It's It's not a slight. Trust me. Their coach is ridiculous. It's for sure the coach. Even though yeah. I like to troll Justin Herbert because Chargers fans, and I know a lot of Chargers fans out of nowhere recently because, you know, Chargers didn't have any fans until 2010. But anyways, um, <clears throat> yeah, I do believe that um, Deshaun Watt, I do believe that, like, now that you now that you really, like, break it down and really see, when you really look at the Browns in a wider picture, considering they get Deshaun for a whole year now, right, they get that whole revamp offense. <clears throat> They're restructuring his contract, so now you have money to play around with and you can bring in a player like the D-Hop. You have that defense with the Miles Garrett and the Denzel Ward. The Darius Smith that they just signed. If now. Yeah. Like they the hey, Cleveland Browns not, made a whole lot of quiet moves in the offseason. Yeah, like I'm they not, really didn't I'm make not, a lot of noise, but they're relevant moves. Yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, it's it's a guarantee, but hey, they're 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 up there. They're for surely up there. Like that that mm-hmm, division, yeah. that division, their division's up for grabs. That division yeah. is definitely yeah. up for grabs. Wait. Uh, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna go through. Uh, we're gonna do this. Uh, since we're doing um, one team, because we're gonna get into the the Jets and the Giants schedule. Um, so we're 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 starting in the AFC and the NFC East. So I'm gonna give y'all some notable signings from each division, each conference. Okay. Gotcha. More division. Sorry, each division. Because um, we always talked about the Bills, and they signed Latavius Murray, which I think is a very good signing for them. Wow. They needed a running back. They needed a running back. Just a consistent. So Wait, tell me. So who the bill? The bill signed him. Yeah. Oh wow. So you so you got him. You got Naheem Hines. Yeah. And you still and got, and, a, and, um, um, Cook. You still got James Cook. Cook. Yeah. James Cook. That's right. interesting. So that's a good thing. They re-signed Jordan Foyer. They extended Jordan Foyer for two more years. So that Thank was important. They, they almost fumbled that bag. Oh, they sure did. Yeah. Oh, they sure did. Um, the Dolphins, <laughs> listen here, I don't like what the Dolphins are doing because they are literally trying to make the fastest team in creation. You mean they, they did make the fastest team they in made, creation? They made, they made oh, it got worse. I'm going to tell you how. Okay. So they signed Mike White. So he's no longer a Jet. He had to get up out of there. Yep. They signed Braxton Berrios. Oh, wow. And Robbie Anderson. Oh wow! Didn't he change his name to like Chosen or something? Chosen Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. So okay. So again, this all all Madden created track team that they have going on. Yes. You already had Raheem Mostert, who was also one of the fastest running backs in the league. Yeah. Like, 
good night. I think the only position that's not as fast as the others is quarterback. It's quarterback, which is why I'm glad uh, Mr. Lamar did not end up going to the dog. Oh, Lamar would have went, oh, oh. Their average speed would have been 4-3. Yeah. Their average speed. So average shout, speed. Out, shout out to Miami for building the 28 U.S. track team. Yeah, and, and shout yeah. out to Miami for building around Tua, too, because there was a lot of rumblings and things. I mean, I know he had a, he had a rough season. Um, I'm not taking up for him because as a quarterback, you should learn how to protect yourself as best you can, yeah. given the situation. Yeah. And you cannot fall on the back of your head. But we'll talk about this in a much, mm-hmm. much later show. But the NFL did approve of a new helmet for quarterbacks based on the metrics of especially what happened with Tua last year. There's yeah. much more padding, especially on the back of the head. So mm-hmm. we talked about this being a football show, which means, guess what? We're going to talk about things y'all might not think about, like helmets. Mm-hmm. So, which is very important. We think so, went through the same thing. I also got a new, a new helmet approved, too. So. 100%. So, it, hey, you got to protect the head. You only got one. Yep. You got one head, one brain, right. and you need both. Yep. Um, I was doing the Patriots, but I was rushing. I don't know who this first person is that I put, so I'm going to have to double-check on that one. But I forgot who that is. But old Bill got his mobile quarterback, old Chase McSorley. Okay. Yep. That's Trace okay. McSorley. Trace McSorley out there in uh in New England. Look you out for the Chase the, the Trace McSorley packages are coming. Um James Robinson signs yeah. with the Patriots. We and oh my uh, yeah, last year. Yeah, and Mike DeSecchi is out there. So you know he got that so tight end right. So we have oh that's right because John Smith is in Atlanta now. Yep. But we still have Hunter Henry's. We have Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. Yep. Two above average red zone threats. Red zone threats. Which is good. Which is great. Which is good for which is great, great. for what the Patriots wanted. It's great for Mac Jones because they love to bootleg him a lot in the red zone. So that's great to have two guys uh-huh. like that with big giant catch radiuses. Yep. Um, and then the Jets, they're um Chuck Clark. I like Chuck Clark, but I don't know. What he's going to do too much with that because the Jets have a very young secondary. I guess he's mm-hmm. there for veteran leadership mostly. Yeah, probably and, um, in, in mentoring and whatnot. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and um, we talked about Miko Hardman already. Um, we talked about everybody on the Cowboys, the Giants. I didn't know they signed Paris Campbell and Jamison Crowder to the Giants. So, because Crowder played for, was it he played for um for the was it the, was it the Jets or was it Washington? Both. Both. Well, I mean, I meant last season. I know he played for both, but I mean last season. Oh, I don't remember which last season for. he was on the Jets. He was on the Jets. Last okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, they also made two defensive pickups that were very eye opening to me. They signed Ashawn Robinson, who is a very underrated defensive lineman. Um, go go watch the Rams games, and you'll know what I'm talking about. And then Bobby O'Curry, I forgot. He's the, he was O'Curry. on the oh, yeah. yeah, from the hey, from the Colts. Dog. He's a dog. Bobby O'Curry. He's a dog. Why dog. did look, why did why did Indy let him walk? I don't know. I don't understand that. Especially that defense, that defense in Indy was good, and he was a he was a part of that. He's a very yeah. big part of that. And you can't keep like, Darius Leonard healthy. We've seen that. And no, because you're, you're the one who steps that's, up. That's, a, that's a good seven and a half sacks you just let go. Yep. Yeah, like easy. And you have him on the other side of Thibodeau. That might get a little crazy. You might have two players that have damn near 10 sacks next year. Oh, absolutely. Yep. There, there's, there's a chance. I'm not saying it'll happen, but there's a chance. Yep. 
Um, the Eagles brought in my man Marcus Mariota. So that works. They brought him in. Um, we does talked about Richard. Um, does that mean they let um the stash go, Minshew? Oh yeah, did. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty. Uh, where did, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I gotta find out where he went. I gotta find out. I feel like he went to Miami. I feel like I read it somewhere. He either went to Miami or he went. He went somewhere. I want to say he went to the AFC. Mm-hmm. But I gotta. I'll look. I'll look. I looked it up in a little bit. But yeah, and then um, Terrell Edmonds was the other guy that uh, that the Eagles signed. So another guy in that Very secondary. Nice. They replaced um Mike. Oh, with his went to the Colts. Oh, okay. he went back to okay. He did go to the AFC, but he went to the Colts. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so we got to that. Um, now we get to the meat and potatoes. We get to the Jets and Giants schedule breakdown and where, what you know, what their schedule looks like. We're going to give our predictions on where what their record would be and where they're going to finish. Well, we'll do the records right now. We'll break down at the end of all of this how it all works out for everybody. But um. Yeah, I don't have the schedule though. Who's I do. Schedules? I got you. Right. This, this is this G- is this is this is me time, ladies and gentlemen. This is right. where I come so, in to make my GQ, contributions to the show. Yep. So we pass the mic to GQ. It's on you, brother. So, fellas, do we want to start with the punk ass Jets led by the Ashwagandha community, or do we want to start with the not so big G men? Oh, we're gonna start with the uh, with the ayahuasca uh, man yeah. himself. All right, let's start with the uh, Rogers. Uh, the darkness general. Yeah, the darkness. <laughs> All right, the so, darkness general. So here's what we're rock and roll with. So I will run down the schedule, make sure I ain't gonna speak too fast. I'll speak nice and clear so y'all hear what we got going on, and then we'll get our predictions. So starting in week one, they are visiting the Carolina Panthers. Week two. They are playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by good old Baker Mayfield. I'm week putting three, that as a as an L. Okay. Week three, you have got the New York Giants. Oh wait, that was all. Oh, those are preseason games. Ain't that some? Those shit? are preseason. Oh, that's yeah. preseason. Okay. Okay. Even better. That means they're regular season. Oh, they starting. They starting. Oh, that's right. Because they starting with the Buffalo Bills. That's right. We remember that Monday Night Football. Yep. We talked mm-hmm. about that. Then they follow that up with the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots. Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. We cooking. We cooking. We Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, we cooking. They have a bye week in week seven. They're going to need it. And right after that bye week, they've got Giants, Chargers, Raiders, Bills, and Dolphins. We've oh, come on, the, brother. All right. We've, let's we've go. only gotten to week 12, ladies and gentlemen. We ain't even got let, to end. That's just through week 12 right now. Let, so let, let's get to these, to these doves and L's. The Falcons, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Commanders, and they finished the season with Cleveland and New England. Oh, I think my I'm feeling real good about my six and eleven. I'm look, I'm <laughs> I feel good about six and eleven. Hell, but like and six and eleven. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to find where the seventh might be. Like the only nah, I'm, okay. I think six and eleven is pretty solid. Like. Look, they, I'm feeling real first, good about their first seven games are terrible. Yes. Like, okay. Let's do that. Let's, yeah. let's let's walk through. Let's walk, this we're gonna have this. We're gonna we're gonna call this segment the walkthrough. This is this this is what we're gonna do. This is the walkthrough. We're gonna go through it one through seventeen and chalk these L's up for these bum ass Jets. 
Mm-hmm. So go ahead, GQ. Let's let's see. We'll give our own. We'll see what we come up with at the end of all this. Let's start with these Buffalo Bills, man. What y'all think? What's, oh. y'all think? What's the over under here, guys, for our betters? What's the over under? Man, look. That's the L if you ask me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a flat L. Like, I'll be shocked if the, the, Bills, if the Bills aren't favored by – the Bills should be – the Bills should be favored by, I'm going to say – I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to – you say five. I'm saying more like seven and a half, eight. Is it, is it a home game? Is it a home game or a away game for the Bills? It is a – it's uh, it's an away game. For the Bills. Yeah, it's a away so game five. for the Bills. So, so I give them five because the home okay. team yeah. normally – yeah, so I give him home, I'd give him seven and a half. If it was home, but in away yeah. game, cool. I'll give him, I'll give him five. I still think the Bills will be favored, though. Yeah, the Bills definitely be favored in that game. I would say Bills by six, the Bills by at least a touchdown, only because. Well, even though I don't trust you, I don't, I don't trust you. Matter of fact, well, well, I'm gonna go out on the limb because I called, I called, I, 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 I think I called this one. I think I called this one. I'm gonna say this. This gonna be the first game out to shoot for them. They're gonna have all the excuses. This is double digit. This is two touchdowns. Dude, I'm gonna say I'll be going ten yeah. or fourteen. I'm gonna go twelve. I'm gonna go right in the middle. Okay, bet. I'm I can go twelve that right in the middle. I like that. I like that. So far, betters, Mel has the over for twelve. Wait, yeah, I got the I got the over. So just just let everybody know. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't I don't I think they I think I'm. I can honestly see that happening. I can see the excuses. I can see everybody kind of, oh, well, they're trying to put it together. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't practicing in the preseason and blah, 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 other stuff like that. And they uh, they uh, end up getting better. I don't want to hear it. Um, but nope, don't hear in it. the same breath, I can understand them kind of making it close and Aaron Rodgers, you know, being the vengeance Aaron Rodgers and they fuck around and lose by three. Um, so – um, so the, the I, I only way I see them losing week one. like So the and, – and now I'll be – for the discussion, I will be that guy on the other side and play a little bit of I'll, – I'll take Mel's role for this segment, being that devil's advocate, just a little bit. Because there is a chance that the Jets win this game too because we talked about this, and I've been on the record for this too. Because we know this, and I will say it for those who have missed out on this hot take nugget here. Josh <laughs> Allen is the worst red zone quarterback in football. That is true. Very true. And the Jets, Very true. And the Jets, the Jets have a top seven defense. We're not going to sleep on that. The Jets' defense is very good. So if Josh Allen fucks around and finds out, they could lose this game. Right. No, one hundred percent. But I'm going to bank it on not happening. I'm gonna bank it on Rodgers throwing two interceptions in this game, and that's how they lose. Now, see, I can I'm say, advocate, and I can say I'm banking on Josh Allen throwing a, throwing a crucial interception in the red zone, and that's how they lose because he just knows how to play game. I am just banking all of this on the Jets just jetting it out because. One, we got Sauce Gardner doing photo shoes with sauce on his hands. You see with the sauce stuff Aaron, on there? was like this. Hold on. Yeah, sad. you know, Aaron Rodgers with his eye Gardner, man. Dip this they, brother, they, they going to Hollywood. It's, they're going to get to Hollywood. It's going to, it's going to torpedo themselves. Yeah. Trying to go, trying to go Joe like Namath without winning anything. All right, let's, let's shift yeah. on over to this oh, Cowboys game. That's in Dallas or is that it in is, New York? It's in Dallas. In, That's Dallas. in Dallas. That's at Jerry. So Warren. I'm just going. Oh, I'm no. just going. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go on the record. This is one of the few. This is one of the six that I do have the Jets winning because Cal. I don't trust Dallas. Well, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers does have. In, yeah, he, he owns the Dallas numbers in that stadium. Oh, listen, look, like yeah. in that stadium too. Like he, yeah, you could, stadium. you it could call matter. Jerry World Rogers Town for a day if you really wanted to. Honestly, if you wanted yeah. to, every time Aaron Rodgers goes there, you can call it. You can call it Rogers World, shit. Because yeah. 
That's that's one yeah. of the few. That's one of the six yeah. for me. I don't that's know where y'all but that's one of the that's definitely one of the six. You think they should have signed? Uh, you think they should give Saquon the money? Uh, from the sideline or what? Yep. Week three, the New England Patriots, the revamped New England Patriots at that, because there's a lot of sneaky, quiet signings that continue to happen. Yeah. And we already know how the Patriots operate. They operate very, very Is this Bruce Wayne, Batman like. You just don't know when shit happens until shit happens. And this one is where? This one, where this one at? This, this back game in is in. It's in. It's in New York in Met MetLife Stadium. Yeah, MetLife, yeah. Hmm. Ooh, oh, screw that. I'm still. I'm still. I'm still taking Bill on this one. I'm still taking Bill. With the, with the game being in Week Three so early in the season, give me New England because our defense is really still together, and Rogers and company right. will probably not have their shit together by then. Right. But here's what I will do because I like throwing little nuggets out there all the time. The Patriots will win this game because of James Robinson. Because Bill Belichick is petty as hell and love former players go off on their former teams. So don't be surprised if James Robinson, for all my fantasy football people out there, listen to this nugget I'm dropping on you. Don't be surprised if he's one of those guys. Not even the carries. Just don't be surprised if he has a random three touchdown game that you didn't see coming. Because that's how the Patriots mm -hmm. operate. Don't be surprised exactly. if that's exactly how the Patriots win this game is because of James Robinson. I believe it. Um, I don't think we need to spend much time on this week four game, but we'll talk about it. They play against the Chiefs. Oh, on that Sunday, is a sun, Sunday night football. That is, we are serving, be, I believe, it's the gonna be, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes have actually played against each other. Oh, so he's gonna get he go so he gonna see this ass whooping in live in three D. So that's cool. Yeah, he get to see he get to see the future. So that one's gonna be supremely overhyped. The rating is going to be crazy for that game. The, the ratings, ratings, the ratings. Sunday, the sun, it, I love that it's a Sunday night football game. I think it's going to be that's what makes it great. Yeah. yeah. And it could it's be that, that game could have fireworks. There's a chance that that game has some fireworks. I really want to see Kansas City's seasoned secondary in now in year two. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, those, they have got a lot of experience all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was, I'm, I want, I'm, I'm ready to see just how good that young secondary is now. I think yeah, it'll be because, really good. Yeah, we're, we're gonna well, we're gonna see a both secondaries. We're gonna see that right. Jet secondary going, you know, have to go to deal with Patrick Mahomes and all them things that they got going on over mm -hmm. there. Still right. gonna be a loss for the Jets, though. And they go from New York to the other side of the United States of America, and they go to Denver to play the Broncos. High well, altitude I, is a factor. I think they win that. Oh, I trust Russell. I'm on the other side of that fence. I think the Broncos will pull that one off. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Denver on that. There's there's a good chance that Denver has Javante Williams back by that time as well. According to the reports, he may actually be ready for training camp. Ready for, for so training. Yeah. if they have Javante Williams and 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 finally, you know, Sean Payton has got his hands on Russell Wilson and finished the mold. Mm -hmm. They that, can win this game. That's the big thing for me, right? I think it, it's gonna it's gonna come down to how Sean Payton and Russell Wilson the, how they're essentially meshed together and how that offense looks come week one. Is it stagnant? Is it confusing? Is it fluent? Is it flowing? Well, like, you know, what I'm saying if that, we know that, anything that, about that, Sean Payton, stagnant is not what Sean Payton does. True, but no. you know anything about he, Russell? He has Wilson, on yeah, multiple occasions he has had the highest scoring offense in football. So True. we'll see. I'm not saying that's what the Broncos are going to be this year, but. If if he can capture what they'll have a top ten still, offense this year, yeah, and you you also forget that Tim Patrick will be back from injury, which is which yeah. was going to be Russell one. Wilson's favorite target. I do That's think he would have been his favorite target. I think Tim Patrick would have been a would have been huge for them last year, 
before they just spiraled out of fucking control and Russell Wilson burnt up the whole kitchen. Yeah, and so the only, and the only reason why I say that is because Russell Wilson is known to not necessarily trust coaches like that. That was his problem in Seattle. He didn't really trust Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll wanted to try new things and try to be innovative. And Russ, like, no, nah, I want to do what works, and I know this is going to work. And I think this is, I think but, this, but this is, this is, this is different. I, yeah, I think this I is think this different. is a proven offensive guy. I have to see. Yeah, it like Pete Carroll is Pete Carroll is a. I'm not going to say he's just like a defensive guy. I, what I will say about Pete Carroll, he's the all-around type of coach. He could coach all three levels about the same. Sean Payton excels in offense, like excels. True. Mm-hmm. He's very good at this offensive thing. Like when we talk about all these offensive gurus that we have now, Sean Payton laid a lot of groundwork for some of these guys too, just oh, because okay. of the innovative offense. Like a lot of the explosive plays that he had in 2010 when the Saints was just blowing the doors off of everybody with points they were scoring, he was throwing the ball to a guy that we kind of knew. And, well, we knew, the three of us knew, but most people didn't know who three of those receivers were. No. Like, you were like, man, who's that guy number 11 that just keeps catching touchdowns? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, that's, what... that's true. That's so, true. So, another game that eh, we'll see. Uh, I This may be a – this no, will be a fun – this will be a fun game for sure. But I, I, think, this, I think this is a blowout. But they, they play against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I feel like this is a blowout. Right before the bye week, and they finna go into that bye week with their tail tucked Look, between their legs. As of right now, going into the bye week after they lose to the Eagles, I got them sitting at a whopping one and five. Woo! Yeah, one and five. Do you not see? Y'all don't know what New York is gonna do to the Jets if they go into the daggone bye week one and five. Oh no, we 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 know the three of us on this panel know the media is gonna massacre if, them worse than they've ever roasted the Knicks. If Aaron Rodgers ever needed an ayahuasca hit, he gonna need it on that daggone. He better, that he better, yeah, he better take that ayahuasca trip during the bye week and 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 just disappear because he can't walk around New York if they won in five. No, no, he cannot. He he no. might as well just go ahead and fly back to some remote island that nobody knows where he at. Like my address is let me send you the grid coordinates because that ain't an actual address type <laughs> shit. Honestly, honestly, I think you guys are wrong because at the end of the day, this is the Jets we're talking about, and we're used to them being mediocre, we're used to them being trash. So they're trash. But not not but with not Aaron Rodgers. Not with a quote unquote, you know, I mean, type of quarterback I like this. But how many times have we seen this? This this story before, and this supposed to be a new revamped, and then they come out there and they be butt. So I, well, we I ain't never be... seen them bring a perennial Hall of Fame quarterback in on the tail end of his career, and and you know, old Brett Favre don't count. No, see exactly at the tail. End. See this thing right? This thing. Hold on, it's the thing right? Because he's following, he's following, and that Favre way footsteps, man. And look, they were actually successful with Favre. They in were. They were. And, and in Minnesota. But you know, in Minnesota, I I, I commend him more. Minnesota hey, hey, Minnesota was a. Hey, I thought he was gonna do it, boy. If it wasn't uh, for Donny yeah, Gate, I think I think he would have. I think he. I he made think a believer out of me that year for sure. Yeah, that was one of some of the best you've ever seen him play. Yeah, I'm and, not gonna lie. I'm interceptions saying, were down. Like everything I don't was. Believe the hype. I don't care. I want to see it first. And when I see y'all get, I'm telling you, when I see him get blown out, it's up. It's over. Um, it's it's over. I mean, not, but 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 the I three mean. of us, the three of us are what we call rational human beings. All right. Yeah. Let's just be real. We're not we're not delusional New York fans or delusional Cowboys fans. No, you know, we're not. We're not is, them. You know. And I'm from New York. That's the crazy thing about it. 
What is that? Oh, I didn't see it. I have something about F F FTSL. I'm not FTSL, and we own. Okay, that's Troy Trolling. Of course, let 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 Troy do his thing. <laughs> All right. So speaking of speaking of Troy, ironically, right out the bye week, they have the Little Giants. The little. Giants. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest I, I, thing ever. I swear, I don't <laughs> care. I, I will always love that because that is the most hilarious thing ever, man. Yeah. This hey. underdog don't bring in. Hey, that's that's definitely true because they're always the underdog for, I mean, for a good reason, honestly. Right. But um, um, the battle of the battle of New York, the battle of New Jersey. Yeah, but I, in this particular game, and it's weird because it says the game is at New York Giants, but it's the same. You know how it is. This, these these, not, home, yeah. these home and home games. It's like that Lakers Clippers thing. Like it's like yeah. eh, it's a home game for both teams. All right, there's gonna be matching right. colors all across this fucking stadium. That's just how yeah. it is. But. This is also one of the few games that I do think the Jets will win. I think coming out of the bye, they'll That's what I evaluate a few things, and I do think they'll beat the Giants, and I think they'll beat the Giants by two touchdowns. I think so. I think so, too, honestly. Yeah. And they need it. They need this tune-up game. And I say okay, that say this because week nine, they have got the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night football. Which is going to be a battle because that defense is revamped. Everybody on that defense is healthy. This is going to be a test for the Jets' young defense to see if they can contain Herbert and those receivers. This is going to be a battle. I'm, 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 I'm really excited for this one right here. Is it? Is this thing on? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Austin Eckler, bring your ass back. Don't leave. Yeah. Please don't leave. He ain't going nowhere. Don't, 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 don't leave. I need you on my fantasy team, and I know what you're going to do with the Chargers, and I don't okay. know what you're going to do if you go to the wrong organization. But two, also true. you were made to be a Charger, man. That powder blue when you run the ball looks phenomenal. It looks like it just moves at the speed of light when you run sometimes. Like, just just, just, just come on back to the, to the Chargers. Because yeah. when I say that, this game is on Monday night. The Chargers going to beat that ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They win this game by no less than 10. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, I said I'm on the same. I was going to say 11. Like, 10, the, the, 10, 10, 11. The, yeah, the over-under on this game will probably be like 48 and a half. I would say so. I, I think yeah. so. Just be given the two offenses. I'm gonna say 48 and a half because I want to give respect to the to the defenses of both sides. But I think 48 and a half is probably about right. Yeah, that's assuming. That's but this game is gonna come down to which which Chargers team shows up because there is two sides yeah. to this Chargers story. Oh yeah, boy, yeah. when we get to boy, when we get to the West side, boy, I'm gonna have a lot to say about that because they boy, that, oh, yes, he is on my list, and we'll we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks or so. All right, so week ten for my Vegas Raiders fans, that is what's on deck Sunday night football. You got a prime time game, two prime times back to back against the Jets. You fucking, you better you better show up because they go. Oh, win. we got and the game is we, in no, Vegas no, no, no. at that beautiful Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. I got a dope picture. I had a photographer just sent me. I'm I put it in the group chat so y'all can see it. Just sent me a dope ass picture of the stadium. Yes. On top of that, we're gonna be rolling at that point. Raiders gonna so. be rolling, and we're gonna roll right through them damn Jets. Hey, like Kodak said on the Breakfast Club, I hope so. <laughs> and so they follow that up with the Buffalo Bills. They'll be traveling oh, we, to we, Buffalo we, in November, which means there's a good chance that there may be some snow on the ground. Oh, he'll be oh, in yeah, his this element, is... right? That's what he say, right? He'll be in his element. He play a Lambo. He'll be good. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, I'm just saying it'll be it might be one of those nice little snow games. This is the week snow before day. Thanksgiving. So it is we know the well, the week of Thanksgiving. Excuse me. I, excuse me for being wrong about that. So the this will be good. Day, yeah. And then a couple days later, on the 24th, they've got 
the Miami Dolphins on Friday. Friday. Friday afternoon football. This is a 3 p.m. game in New York. Wow. So I feel bad for the Dolphins because they will probably be playing in snow because it'll probably snow at MetLife Stadium in November. It's a good chance it might. I don't New York's it'll, weather's it'll, weird. It'll, it'll, it'll be brisk. It'll be a it'll be a good 40, it's, 30 it's degree day. Oh, it's definitely gonna be cold. That ain't that ain't up for that's good. It's gonna be cold. Uh following that they've got, got two they have two games that are winnable. Should be winnable. Should but be they winnable. could, but they could split this. They and they have the Atlanta Falcons and the Houston Texans. I bundled them together because I don't have a lot of faith in either of these teams, and I figure we could probably kill two birds one stone with this. They'll go. They'll get their. They'll get their two doves on there. They'll, they'll, they'll get back both, to back. Ones. Yeah, and these are both home games as well. So they'll, they'll win those two. We'll give yeah, them. So, I'll give them. Yeah, I'm with. Yeah, and these are these are one o'clock games. The average NFL fan is probably going to completely skip over these games anyway. Um. I imagine the over-unders for these games are probably somewhere in the low 40s, like probably around the 43, 44 range. I would say that. Uh, well, the Atlanta game will be higher than the Texas game. Atlanta may be around 46. Uh, Texas game will okay. probably be around 43, realistically, because mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of explosion coming out of Houston as far as offensively. I can not be wrong, but right now not they're not, not there yet. Uh, back to the track meet. Um, week 15 in Miami this time at Hard Rock Stadium Ooh, in, in December. Fine. So you know how you know how Florida gets into December. Okay. Be you know what? Time. You know what? I'll do this. I gave them the L the first time they played the Dolphins. I'll give them the win. So they'll win. They'll they'll go on a three game win streak. Dolphins, mm-hmm. Houston, Atlanta. Hey, right. New York. But they're going to get higher when that happens. But then they're going to follow. Yeah, the but the following week. Yeah, they're going to get their doors blown off in Miami. So they got mm-hmm. that, and then they'll follow that Miami game up. They've got the Washington Commanders. Oh, they're gonna be they're not beaten. And I think that I think that Washington Commanders team by week 16 on Christmas we'll be Eve, mind you, which is we're gonna be rolling. That's my birthday present. Yeah, birthday look, present. Commanders, y'all listening? Make sure y'all give my man OG Mail yeah. the per- the perfect birthday present and blow the doors off of Rogers and Company. All right, Chase Young, I need about yeah. four sacks from you, dog. Four, four of the yeah. thing. Give me but four. One, two, he, three, four. He, he, he playing for. He's playing for a contract, so we we gonna get yeah, that. I need, I, I need all cool. that. I need you to be the sack leader by week sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I don't I know the rest of that offense to just show up and show out. I don't know about being a sack leader because you still got boys like like like. I know. I'm just hey, when you boys, hey, you be hey. boys playing for contracts, yeah. man. They be inspired. We've seen we've seen some crazy things right. happen. Like when Miles Garrett got that contract, what did he do the year before? That's he true. Blew door, he blew the doors off sacks. Yeah, that, that, I ain't gonna lie, that's definitely true. But I'm just so, saying, wearing gloves over there in New England might have something to say about that. Oh, I know, trust me. <laughs> I, you know, I know about Matthew Judon. We we know Judon very well. And yeah, you know, I, I know you know because that that boy is something crazy over there. Mm-hmm. Week 17, Cleveland Browns. They are traveling and mm, Thursday night football. This could be one of the better Thursday night football games. I, think I do think I think Cleveland wins, but I think this game is closer than we give it time for. Only because of the timing of this game. Yeah, I do think this game will be closer. I do still think Cleveland prevails. I think Cleveland prevails by at least I'm gonna say at least nine, but it's gonna okay. be a hard nine. It's gonna be a hard nine. It's not gonna be easy nine. Like they're gonna have to, you know, kick a field yeah, goal. It's gonna have to, you know, come up with a turnover type of situation yeah. while Rodgers is trying to drive down the field type of situation. They so, so. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the show, that's the type of analysis I like to do. I like to break things down by key plays that may or may not happen in a football game. So, when I'm right, clip it. Don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. That's all. 
No, week 18, it is a TBD game because what people don't know about the current NFL schedule this year, all games are up for grabs. All games are flexible after week seven. So this game is TBD based on the current landscape of the playoffs. We might not even see this game because the Jets will be so far out of playoff contention that they don't want to see the New England Patriots beat the shot of them. No, and I'm going to give them the W because the Patriots will have home field. They'll have the division wrapped up. It won't be too much for them. And literally, literally, that will be the Jets' six win in my book. That's how accurate I was on this motherfucker. I'm so curious to see what's going to happen. So, so for me, I'm giving, I'm giving New England the win simply because Bill would love a chance to beat the shot of Aaron Rodgers not once but twice. He is headed like that. Too. So, he is yeah, headed like that. You see where I'm going with I'm trying to think how Bill would think, and I'm like, I can beat Rodgers twice. If they go 5-12, and 12, oh, my God. Oh. oh, my God. They'll be calling for Rodgers' head time yesterday. Yes. All right. This giant schedule. All right. Let me make sure I'm not in the preseason this time. All right. They haven't even had a preseason on this one. What the hell is wrong with these people? All right. So I'm going to break this down in the, in the quarters so we can kind of, you know, play the game here. All right. So in the first quarter, you got the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins. Cowboys, Cardinals. The Niners, the no, no, no. Seahawks, and the no. Dolphins. So you've got inside in that mix, you have a Sunday night football game a Thursday night football game, and a Monday night football game in the first quarter. So the Giants got a lot of primetime games. Two and three. Right out the gate. Two and three? Two what and say three. you, Mill? You say two and three? I'm, I'm going two and three. Uh, we're all on the same sheet of music. I'm saying two and three as well. All right, second quarter, you have got the Bills, Sunday night football. You've got the Commanders, the Jets, the Raiders, and the Dallas Cowboys. Normal start time, like one of them 425 type of games. One and five. Yeah, I'm I'm one and five on that one too. Just yeah, yeah like I'm I'm saying one and five. There's a chance that they're two and four. There's a chance, but I'm there's a chance, there's a chance because we, we know this about the NFC East specifically. That division is all over the fucking place. Yep, goes back and forth every single. You could literally be the better team and lose, or you can be, ironically, you could be the Giants when they played the Eagles and had them dead to rights, and the Eagles made one of the biggest comebacks you've ever seen, thanks to Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson. So that's Ooh. how crazy that division can be. So, but realistically, I'm gonna still roll with that. I think I think two and five is right on pace with it. Third yeah, quarter. I'm, uh, losing, I'm beating the Raiders. That's that's the, that's their one win. Fair enough. You got Commanders, Patriots, a week 13 by week sprinkled in there. The Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints to round that out. God damn, that's a late ass buy. That is a late buy, but um, that kind of that may bode well for him, held given whatever the injury situation might be like. It, it probably will, honestly. Because Saquon might get injured by week six. <laughs> I would push it to like seven, eight. All right, all right. Because you're like so, seven, eight, because then he gonna play that he gonna play that, that Jets game and then he's gonna sit out that yeah. Game, so I actually have them going winless in that particular time, that in the third quarter. I'm yeah, gonna, I, I have them going winless. I don't see them like, again. I, I you said Washington, Washington, New England, buy, and then Green Bay, New Orleans. I actually think Green Bay on Monday night is probably gonna beat them. 
by yeah, week fourteen, by, listen. By week fourteen, no. we will truly know what what Mister Love truly is. But I, uh-huh. he has he has the type of receiving weapons to be really really good. That's true. If That's that, true. if Matt if Matt Lafleur can pull his head out of his ass and pull Jordan Love from irrelevance, it may take a while because you know it's it could like. There. Green Bay by no. this time of the season, Green Bay could be looking at seven wins. Could be. Yeah, yeah. always we'll do start to jail and, we'll, and we'll cross that. We'll cross that North Bridge when we get to the North. But that's just a mm-hmm. preview. Make yeah. sure y'all y'all okay, paying yeah. attention. Y'all here? Sure I'm like I'm like I'm like Morpheus in this thing. I'm giving you <laughs> a glimpse in the future. Make sure you pay attention when it comes back to fruition. Playing seeds. Come back and you see. So to round out this thing, the New Orleans Saints, Philadelphia Eagles, Los Angeles Rams, and a flexed game. Of the Philadelphia Eagles again. That's crazy. They got oh wow. So they might just win. They got one game out of that. I'm yeah. I'm 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 with you on that. And I think that one is. I think that one is probably the Rams because I think the Saints will beat them. I think and I think Philly. I think Philly. Now, I think it's hard to say. Like like I said, this this particular division, it is just. We all might think, oh, they're going to, you know, Philly will blow them out, and then somehow Philly will do something that don't make no kind of sense and lose this game. Well, right. especially that last game, considering it's a flex, and they probably that's true. So if it's a game well, that doesn't matter, there's a good chance they can win that game. So we'll give them we'll give them two because the Eagles will probably own the division by then. Yeah, hell, they'll probably and, own the division by week sixteen. Right, unless somehow so, like Dallas stays relevant, or or Washington decides to make a hell of a run, like which is not impossible. That's that's never impossible. Watch it's not impossible, like because we know the history of this division. The last team to, to win back to back is the Commanders. That's the last team to do it. Yep. So it's not right. impossible that Washington remains relevant in this division for most of the season. We just got to see sure. what the quarterback situation comes down to, and we got to see what Eric Bieniemy and company really gets going. Right. Okay. True indeed. True indeed. True indeed. So it looks like because the way we did this I, and and shout out to to Mel for picking the Jets and Giants cuz we did pick both of these teams to finish last in their respective divisions given the way we predicted the records it clearly clearly <laughs> panned out accordingly it it. so right. Mr. Moolich I got a question for you shoot so Mr. OG Mel picked the Jets and the Giants who you want to highlight next in the east hmm. the respective easts let me be plural about this east so what? I can take my copious Man. notes and be ready for that. Interesting. We're going to go with the Miami track team. Okay. Right? OA track okay. in the U.S. And everybody's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowgirls? Mm. Oh. Ooh-wee. The track team and the listen. Cowgirls. Okay. Yes, l- l- listen, listen. Let me, let me uh, not necessarily soapbox, but listen closely. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not watching Inside the Huddle, you will want to tune in for next week. It's going to be crazy. That right there. Oh, oh. we finna ruffle some feathers next week. Somebody going to be mad. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I don't give a fuck. I'm coming feelings. to hard feelings next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. To either one of these teams, right? But I know a lot of Cowboys fans. Listen, oh, yeah. So it's going to get a little dicey next week. I just want y'all to know that. And wait till we get yeah. Get to, oh, I'm trying to tell you, I'm okay. gonna start tuning in, man. Because when we get to the NFC West and the AFC West, oh, yes. <laughs> to, quote, to quote a Louisiana legend, next week we coming in to set it off in this motherfucker. We coming to set it yeah. off. Hey, that's yeah. what's going down next week. Yeah. So just make sure you tuned in. If you've not been paying attention, look at the socials on the bottom. 
You gotta follow us. We giving you, we giving you the updates. We posting TikToks on the regular. We all over Facebook. We post these questions because we want your feedback so we can talk about it on the show. Make sure you catch us on the Discord. We always having random crazy conversations going down in there. Instagram, and I'm telling you right now, on TikTok, if you ain't following OG Mail, you slip it because that man be posting some hidden gem content. <laughs> His shit be. If you need a good laugh on a shitty Monday. Check out OG Mail on TikTok. I'm and I guy. do the same thing. And I'm just saying, like, that's not the from the side of his personal from the yeah. sidelines TikTok. I'm trying to tell you, his shit be live. And it. look, Moolidge is the hottest man on Twitter when it comes to from the sidelines content. So make sure you check out what that man got rocking and rolling as well, because it be live on 4-5. Live on 4-5. Live on 4-5s, man. Yeah. And then like we we go, we got some more things in the works. This is this is just episode one of many. So there's gonna be a lot of new lot of new segments we got popping off. Um me and Moon, we talked about it. We have a 1v1. We're gonna get the we're gonna get the fans involved with the 1v1. So yeah, we need you guys to input. Yeah, definitely tap in with yeah. it. Yeah. So it's 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 gonna be one-on-ones. So if you want to be part of the one-on-ones, leave it in the in the comments. Um hit any of our socials, like hey. I want to come through for you know for one on one. We're gonna have an Oklahoma drill. That's gonna be that one's gonna be mm. fun. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. We're gonna we just gotta work that one out. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Um, I like that. I I Mr. GQ will volunteer as tribute to be the first running back running through the Oklahoma drill because I ain't never scared like Bill Bone Crusher said. We got we got a lot of more breaking news is going to be coming through you know these next couple months. Um, I might have some footage coming up um, in June. I'm supposed to be doing a camp with the Raiders and Devontae Adams June 17th. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh, um, man, y'all be looking for that live on location from OG Mail. Hold the phone, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we got we got some we got some stuff we're working out. I got some more stuff in the works. You know, Moolid we talked about. You know, one beast mode. You know, we 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 got we got some things yeah. coming. And then, we, hey, we for the fans, man, things. if y'all if y'all got some football stuff that we don't necessarily cover, but you want us to talk about it, and it's and it's hella interesting, man, drop it on us. Yeah, drop it on it. us in the chat. You know, hit it hit hit us on YouTube. Let us know. We'll discuss it in the chat. And hey, man, if we bring it to the we bring it to the show, we'll definitely give you your shout out because you brought some content to the show and you gave us something to talk about. That's okay. a big deal. We love fan engagement. What is a show without fan engagement? It's just three dudes sitting here talking on a screen. Yep. Honestly. Exactly. Honestly. That goes for guests as well, man. And we guys got to remember, we are a football show, so we do talk about all kinds of football. We do got a surprise for y'all regarding college football next week, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, 100%. Guys, uh, inputs and uh, likes and comments and shares just to kind of get everybody's thoughts and uh, feelings on that as well. Um, we got some XFL. We're going to keep continuing with the XFL news, keep continuing with the USFL news. I know it has been necessarily that interesting, but we are a football show, so we try to talk uh, all kinds and all ways of football, uh, even local high school football. I know that Mel has uh, a whole bunch of local stories. GQ lives oh. out there in Texas, so he has that Texas. You already know how we do. Texas is a, Texas football is a religion out here. Exactly. Yep. I say out there because I'm still – I'm not – I'll be back in Texas next in the next week. So <laughs> I'll be back in my normal my normal foxhole next 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 week yeah yeah but um yeah we appreciate the, all of our listeners all of our audio listeners appreciate everybody in the chat uh don't forget to like comment subscribe share i'm a single screen uh, real quick just so i can show you guys or tell you guys what's popping on the basketball show this monday so this monday we're talking playoffs right we're talking la down 
0-2. Are they in trouble? Are the Nuggets for real? Are the Nuggets about to go to the finals? Now, we are talking Miami and Boston. We do got a Boston fan coming on, and I'm pretty sure you guys know him very, very well. And uh, he's going to talk, uh, are his Boston Celtics in trouble, man? Do they have what it takes to get back to another NBA finals? And we have a one-on-one in, uh, going on going on with Lamar. He's going to be talking Ja Morant. So make sure you guys pull up. Make sure you guys uh, tune in at 7.15 or 8 o'clock uh, Eastern, uh, 5 uh, Pacific. And, uh, yeah, make sure. We'll see you guys there, man. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. And then, um, you know, I'm enjoying the whole the basketball thing. So this is I'm Hopefully. just waiting. I just I just need Hopefully. Denver to hand, hand, handle two more two more of these for me, and Hopefully. I can uh, really I can get super ignorant Hopefully. when this is over. Yeah, there we go. Hopefully, yeah. Like I know I know this is a football show, but I will give a shout out to my Miami Heat for taking care of business in Game One because Mr. Hemi buckets. And I'm just telling you, when you lose in a basketball game to a balanced attack, yeah, that's hard to come back from. You can't have mm-hmm. four cats drop 60 points. That's true. That's like, true. you just can't. I don't care what, I don't care who you have on the other side. If four guys outside of your star combine for 60 and then your star drop damn near 40, yeah, yep. it's bad for business. It's going to be a long night. Definitely. But any last one, get... gentlemen, before we uh, get up out of here? Um, I do. I have something very important um, <clears throat> because I need everybody and their mom to pay attention. Next Wednesday, Gentlemen's Talk, we have got a massive, massive show. We have our Memorial Day tribute show. We have one of the most unique roundtables you will ever see on a live stream of any kind of podcast whatsoever. We are bringing in multiple military veterans to include myself who is still a currently serving veteran it is going to be an eye-opening jaw-dropping show we are going to peel back the curtain in a way you may not have seen if you've never served in the military before this is going to be a very good show i'm looking forward to it i have worked very hard in the background to get this right shout out to troy for helping get some of these veterans together I have a couple of veterans that I've served with as well that will also be coming on to this show. It is going to be a phenomenal roundtable next Wednesday. Make sure you tune in. Make sure. And me personally, I would like for you guys to continue to tune in to Inside the Huddle. It's no longer football. It is a football Friday, but we got a name to it now. It is Inside the Huddle. We're going to build this up. We're going to promote it every way, every way we can through audio, through visual. We're going to do it. This is going to be a new thing. So this every coming football season. So, yeah. so since we're inside the huddle, who breaks us out of the huddle? Hey, that's a, see. You see what I did there? Oh, that's, that's like what we're going to do. Hey, man, like I drink and I know do. things, man. I drink and I know things. Shout out to the homie Tyrion from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course, I'll break us out of the huddle. But Mumlich, you got any last words, brother, before we run up out of here? Um, other than shout out to the North Bay Rattlers for making the uh the playoffs. We officially got third seed um due to some uh forfeits and due to some other uh, people are not handling business. You guys know how semi pro go. We got uh, that third place. Hey, um, so a dub is a dub. Yeah, we will be in the playoffs, man. Uh playoffs starting June 10th. Uh super excited for that, man. Um, so yeah, uh season continues, man. Yep. And then um, we got to figure out how we're going to do this, how we're going to do this break, too. We'll work on that in the back. Yeah, 
Yeah. We'll figure we, that we'll, out. We'll coordinate some things and then y- y'all see what we uh we all see what we uh we, we got cooked up. Yeah, because we had pushed the button. That was gonna be our thing, but now you get, got bells ringing, so we gotta figure out how we're gonna break the huddle. But we will break the huddle for this first episode. Thank you for tuning in. We love everybody listening, watching it on YouTube. We will see you next week inside the huddle.